0: All right, I'll do Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch.
1: Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG.
0: So I, uh, in preparation for this story, I sent a note over to uh, Mike Sobel, the, uh, morning weather guy at uh, Global Edmonton and said, hey, you know, it seems to me like this has been a pretty hot summer. Am I right? Am I wrong? He's been keeping track. So, so far, uh, let's go back to July 1st. In the month of July, we had 20 days where the temperature was above average and nine days where it was below average. And in August, so far, we've had 20 days that were above average and only four that were below average. So, yeah, it has been I mean, it, we've only had four days, believe it or not, 30 and above in Edmonton. But on average, it has been a at least slightly warmer summer than usual, which means in certain parts of the city, it's been even hotter than that. A really interesting study into urban heat islands. The city's getting hotter and hotter and hotter. And we're going to dig into some of the research and find out why that is. And if there's anything we can do about it and joining us to Describe exactly what this research looks into. We have Sandeep Agrawal, who's a professor and director at the School of Urban and Regional Planning and the associate chair in the Faculty of Science for Earth and Atmospheric Sciences at the University of Alberta. Sandeep, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us. You're welcome. Okay, so let's just define the terms here. We're talking about urban heat islands. What, what is an urban heat island?
1: So urban heat island is basically the difference in land surface temperature between urban and its rural counterparts. So this temperature differential essentially means higher temperature in an urban area compared to its rural surroundings and which could develop into extreme hot spots in urban areas. How big
0: of a difference, when you took a look at, um, you know, the difference between urban heat islands and other areas, how much of a difference are we talking about here? Can you measure it in degrees?
1: Yes, we, we, this is what we have done. So basically, we wanted to see if this uh, occurrence of uh, hot spots, um, happen in a winter city like Edmonton. And we found that it does, and it's, it's quite amplified. So, during these summer months, in some neighborhoods in, in Edmonton, uh, could show up to an increase of 6 to 12 degrees higher than the surrounding temperatures.
0: 6 to 12 degrees? I mean, that's huge. That
1: is. That
0: is. Of course, that's going to apply to any city, right? I mean, it's not like Edmonton's doing anything different. The same thing's going to be happening in Calgary, Red Deer, Fort McMurray, any urban environment, right?
1: yes it is it is a more of an urban phenomenon, whether it is happening to this degree, uh, we are still looking at it. We are comparing yeah. you know four other cities with Edmonton
0: what's the cause what Why does it drive the temperature up so high when you talk about what creates an urban heat island and changes the temperature what is it
1: look it's all it's all. Us as human activity, it's the material that we use. We take away vegetation, plants, trees, and we pave them over a lot of concrete, asphalt, tar, and all of this material This absorbs the heat. And then that makes the environment uh, very, very hot, hotter than Uh, the comfort zone of of human beings. So, Sandeep,
0: when you're talking about urban heat islands, and and, like you're saying, it's different in urban areas than it is to rural areas. I imagine within the city itself, there's different temperature gradients too, right? Because some areas are more heavily urbanized and others are, you know, they have more green space, for example.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. So um, it's, again, what what we have used to build those areas. So what we have found in, in Edmonton is that Northern part of Edmonton is uh hotter than the uh the southern part, and this is again because the more paved surfaces p- large parking lots uh retail spaces, big box development on on the north uh on the south uh I think we benefit a little bit with um the river valley system and the tributaries that flow into the the Saskatchewan River. So some of that does help, but uh, if we look at the southernmost new subdivisions that are being developed, the uh, we see the urban heat island effect there as well because you know there the, was all vegetation that was removed and new homes and and roads were put in.
0: You know we 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 always talk about how we're winter cities and we are. I mean, there's no question about it. For the majority of the year, we are winter cities. Have we neglected? some of the considerations that maybe we should have done a better job of planning for when it comes to the hotter summer months?
1: I would I would say so. Um, we have been championing us, ourselves and identifying ourselves as a winter city. I am questioning that now. I mean, in the last 20 years, we have seen the rise in temperature with hot spots occurring more often during the summer months. I think we need to think about both extremities, the winter extremities as well as extreme heat during the summertime.
0: Can it be done retroactively? Is there a way that we can go and fix some of the mistakes that we've made when it comes to over-urbanization and cool off some of the hot spots in our city? Can that be done?
1: We we cannot, um, as I see it, prevent uh, urban heat island effect. But we can certainly mitigate, okay. and there are measures available, uh, like vegetation is absolutely the key. Uh, what we have calculated is that if we increase the vegetation cover by twenty percent or more across the city, then uh, it will reduce the intensity of the current levels of urban uh, heat island. but there are other ways you know again, preserving trees uh, not only in public areas but also in, on private properties. Perhaps mandating you know alternate material uh for driveways and parking lots and things of that in nature that can absorb water instead of heat, um, One last thing I would say is that uh, a city like Edmonton can benefit a lot from you know a large river that flows through it the river valley that that has that has been created because of it. Um, and we can take advantage of these natural features when planning and designing uh, the subdivision layouts.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting stuff. And I'm sure it's, it's sort of going to be an emerging uh, sector, Sandeep, as people become more aware of things that we can do and need to do. So uh, I appreciate you sharing your insight with us. Thank you very much.